Django Unchained? No. Django Unchained. Fucking Bebop. Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so this is, I guess, another new episode. Just uh, me and Romeo here in the in the studio. If I mean, I guess that's what you could call it. It's kind of set up that way. I mean, that's what we've been calling it. That's true. Well, it's true. By we, I mean me and Aces. You keep calling it the saloon. Out of habit. It's the saloon studio. Meh. It's one of those things. I don't know. Anyways, it's another rendition of uh, us getting drunk and talking shit. Oh, fuck yeah. And uh, talking about random stuff. I feel like we're starting a new episode and we need more shots. Well, goddammit. Motherfucker, we should have thought about this beforehand. Before the, this all started. I don't know. I went to the bathroom and then the dog scared me. <laughs> so. I mean, in all fairness, you'd, you'd get scared by a fucking bag full of bunnies. So hey. First off, my daughter ate a bunny one time, and she was super disappointed in herself, but she also thought it was delicious, and I thought it was awesome. That's a story that we'll talk about in a little while on this episode. I have had it. <laughs> Motherfucker, I have never. No. Yep. Rabbit's good, man. You never had rabbit? It's not that at all. It's not that at all. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if anybody else would have said that, I would have just fucking laughed it off and been like, oh. <laughs> and they'd have been like, why are you laughing? Because I'm an asshole and left it alone. <laughs> but no, it had to be you talking about fucking Ashley. And I'm like, motherfucker. It's like, oh, I know it's true. Fuck. This is stupid. I don't, it's just the two of us this episode. I have an idea. What if you just grab the bottle and we just leave it here? And then we don't have to get up to pour shots. Well, the problem with that, I grab the bottle. That's a tiny bottle. I know. Well, we can that's put the, it some. That's the bottle my fucking short ass can reach. It's fair. Stretch arms. Don't, I don't have them. Fuck. Fine, I'll get it. Like this. Oh. Whiskey. I wish I had forced powers so I didn't have to get up to get you out. Don't forget your training, Luke. All these moths in here. Alright, uh, you, yeah, you need to turn my shit down a touch. I went from not being able to hear myself to being able to hear myself way too fucking much. <laughs> like, God damn it, I'm too loud now. That's bullshit. Better? Yes. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Shot classes. Look at this. Oh, my God. So. Do we want to start with the Ashlyn Eaton Rabbit story? Or do we want to start with the, the stuff that you had wanted to talk about? And then we can do that later. Damn, we're almost out of whiskey. Let's let's go ahead and fire off with the Ashlyn eating fucking rabbits. Okay. Not, not rabbits, just one. So, when she was younger, it was before I moved, but it was before I moved to Lawton. I think she was five or six, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was here, and my mom had got her a rabbit 
when it was, you know, a little bitty rabbit, like whatever the fuck they're called. Like whatever rabbits are called when they're babies. Yeah. I know they've got a specific name and I don't care enough to know what it is. It was the sweetest little rabbit in the world. So everybody thought, you know, fast forward later when it's a grown up rabbit. Yeah. It is a cunt. Doesn't like people. And it had been held. It had been played with. It had been, you know, like socialized. All this did not like people at all. Is that my beer? Or is that, that is beer? a beer. Oh, okay. Whichever one of us grabs it first gets it. Fair enough. This rabbit ended up just hating people. Asked him to come down to visit with me. And it just, it tried to bite her. It wouldn't do nothing. It'd scratch her and all this shit. Well, we had gone home for a couple of days and we were going to come back. I was actually going to get some stuff from my house that I was going to bring down here. And we come back. And I guess the day that we had left, my mom had picked up the rabbit and was trying to cuddle with it. Oh. Which was a mistake on her end, but it bit her in the cheek. Well, it got infected and she ended up getting staph in, in her cheek. So we come down and I see my mom's got her got her cheek packed and stuff. I was like, what happened? Like, well, the rabbit bit me and I got staph infection in my cheek and blah 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 blah. Well, so fast forward a little while later, we're we're doing a cookout at my aunt's house. You know, we're grilling on the barbecue and all this making burgers and steaks and just whatever anybody has that they want to cook. So my mom had picked the rabbit up and it tried to bite her again. And my mom was like, well, you just, just go let this rabbit go. Like, just go put it out somewhere. Just let it fucking go. Like all it's going to do is die. Like it's been, it's been fed like it's entire life. It's never had to do anything. It's never had to do rabbit stuff. Yeah. It's It's, just been a fucking pet. Yeah. It's been a pet its whole life. Like literally since it was a, like a baby bunny. And uh, she's like, well, just go let it go. I was like, all right, fine. I've got this rabbit in my hand. And it keeps trying to bite me as I'm walking it out to the back of the, like, the end of the backyard behind the shed. And I was like, man, fuck this rabbit. This rabbit's an asshole. It's going to die anyways. So I killed it. <laughs> I skinned it. <laughs> you know, rabbits are easy to skin. It don't, you don't even need tools to do it. No, not they're, really. They're not hard to skin. So I come back and. the biggest issue. Yeah. So I ended up, I end, you know, I end up cutting the meat into into pieces and just threw it on the grill. We had like some like some beef tips and stuff that were going on there to like throw into whatever tortillas that somebody wanted to roll into a burrito. Well, so Ashlyn eats it. I made sure she got some of it, and she was like, you know, dinner was good, you know, and then she goes on about her business and plan. So a couple of years later, I can out of nowhere she brings up, she goes, Dad, you remember the rabbit that I used to have, like. Yeah. It's like, whatever happened to that rabbit? <laughs> like, well, honey, here's a story. Do you remember when Iggy bought a motorcycle that needed put together? It's like, yeah. Like, remember when we were grilling and having steaks and burgers and everything else? Yeah. Like, you remember the meat that you asked me what it was? Yeah. Well, that was your rabbit. And she just looks at me like she stops. She doesn't say much for, I don't know, five, ten seconds. She goes, you know, Dad, that's real sad. That is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't give a shit. She was like, I like that rabbit. He was mean, but I liked him. But he tasted good. 
when, when I took her to the uh, when I took her to the escape room the other day, we we get in there. Uh, we're filling out all the paperwork and stuff for you know online. And there's a on their TV in their waiting room. There's like rabbits and bunnies and shit. Like it's a little deal. She's like, man, I like rabbits. It's like I know you think they're fucking delicious. And she was just like, Dad, that's that's wrong. I was like, but you do. She was like, shut up, Dad. She enjoyed it, though. She thought it was funny. Well, she thought it was delicious. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I also think that she'll be good if she ever has a cow as a pet and has to eat it. I think she's prepared for that now. Yeah. Because she I does mean, She does want to have, like, like barn animals for pets. So, that's the that's the Ashlyn and Rabbit story. Now we'll take our, our opening shot. Tink, 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 tink. You know, pickle juice would go real good with that. Why? Oh, I like pickle juice. You know, if you're a bitch, just say so. It almost came out. I like pickled juice. Should I start calling you Adol? <laughs> no, my mustache is too glorious for that. Oh, God. And our beer trash cans get full. Have you seen that fucking meme going around where Jesus turns into fucking Hitler? I want to say it sounds familiar, but I can't I can't say yes or no, but it does sound familiar. Yeah, it's just it's like a four scene uh, comic book strip mm. deal. This is bullshit. And it starts off with Jesus and there's the angels chiming in of. No, you can't take it out on them. It's time for a fucking reckoning. And he's fucking going emo kid, cutting his fucking hair. And the fourth fucking scene is the... He is full fucking Hitler with the (laughs) stash, short fucking hair, all that shit. Now I'm going to need context on it, so we'll have to find it and we'll, we'll revisit it. Yep, I'll I'll find that and bring that up. While I bring up something that I just found out about the other day, and I am insanely fucking excited about. Which is? Eric Buell is at it again. Nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, I like accidentally fucking... I, I, I don't even know how Facebook knew to go... Hey, bud, you're going to like this. Right. Because back when I had my Buell, I never fucking posted pictures of it. The only thing that I can think of is, uh, uh, shit. When it went, when Harley owned Buell. Yeah. And that shit happened. You know, Buell fucking died off for the second time. Yeah. Or third. And then he came back on his own as what? EBR? Eric Buell Racing? Maybe. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Like, it sounds like it should be the thing. You know, when when that happened, I followed that page. Yeah. And... 
then that shit fucking died again. And I didn't hear anything about it. Right. I thought Eric was done. Like, he made some fucking great bikes. I loved his fucking bikes. Some of them were fucking sexy as hell. Mm -hmm. And then, it's all done. I was like, well, that's the fucking end. Right. And Zach had a Buell growing up. He loved the fuck out of that. I liked it, too. That weird, uh, like, midnight blue color that they had. That was, like, special to the Buells. Oh, that shit was fucking sexy. Yeah, I loved the color of that bike. Like, the only thing I never liked about Buells was, was, like, some of their, especially some of their older bikes, I didn't like the exhaust on them. I didn't like yeah. the way the exhaust looked. I thought it looked fucking, I thought it looked funky. Yeah, that that has, in my opinion, also been a fucking drawback. Right. And then, like, uh, shit, what was it? Mid-2000s? They started doing this weird shit, but it looked good. Right. Where they brought the fucking exhaust down under the bike. Yeah. And did the whole, uh, uh, shit. I keep wanting to say catalytic converter, but no, it was just a big muffler. Yeah. Yeah. They underneath. put the muffler like mid bike. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked sexy as shit. It didn't sound too good on, well, some of the engine variants, it sounded great. Some of them, it sounded fucking horrible. Yeah. Right. See, I'm different when it comes to that because I personally, like, I don't, I can't say that I've, heard a factory bike that has just what came from the factory but i think it sounds good like my ducati i loved my ducati but yeah. it sounded fucking it sounded terrible not because it was you know too loud too quiet too anything like that it's just the the tone of the muffler that they put on there just made it sound yeah. you know like a honda like a like a pre fart can honda like it's just like you know that you know what's running but that's yeah. all you know. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't. And the Buells were the same way. My buddy Zach, he had a Buell growing up. And, you know, whenever he first got it, he it was brand new. It, well, it wasn't brand new. It was used, but it was unmodified. You know, it was an unmolested bike. It hadn't had anything done to it. It was just an older dude that had it, but he bought it. And, like, you could tell it was started, but, it like, it's, like, it was a, like a 1200 Buell, but it sounded like a 250 Ninja. It was just like, that's it. That's all you got. You know, even at fucking 7,500 RPMs, you just got, you got nothing else. That's all you got. Yeah. And that, that might be the time frame that we both got into Buell. Right. Because, you know, I wasn't that big into bikes until, Shit. 2010-ish? Right. 9-ish? Yeah. And by then, uh, they had already, Buell had already started doing some fucking amazing shit. But, like, my first dealing with Buell was the uh, XB12R. Yeah. I believe is what it was. They... The nickname for it was the Fireball. Yeah, I think that's the same. I think that's the same bike that Zach had. Maybe a maybe an older model, like like the generation before the one you're talking about. But yeah, I think that's the same bike he had. 
Um, I'm wanting to say mine was a shit. I'm getting numbers mixed up now. Harley did their 105th anniversary at what point in time? Fuck, I don't know. I should know it. I worked at the Harley dealership for long enough. And you weren't on enough Harleys. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Anyways, I had the fucking... Late 90s? No, no. early 2000s. Mid to... God, it... Like 2006, 2005, maybe? Now I gotta find out. Because I don't remember, and it's gonna bug the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. 105th anniversary, Harley. How do anniversary? With letters. Oh, no. Anniversary. Uh, 2008. Yeah, 2008 was her 105th anniversary. Maybe? No. Yeah. Yeah, 2008, because they did the the Ultra Classic in the 105th yeah. anniversary. I think they had the Fat Boy, too, that was 105th anniversary. Troy had one. Yeah, because I rode, I rode Troy's 105th anniversary Fat Boy a lot, because he was an older guy, and he couldn't ride anymore. And I fucking, I loved and hated that bike all at the same time because of the, the solid wheels that it had on it. So it'd catch wind like a motherfucker going down the highway. Yeah. So here's here's the Buell that I fucking had. The XB12R Firebolt. Mm. Yeah, yeah, same bike that Zach had. I loved that fucking bike. No. And prior to that bike, I had been on third or fourth hand fucking junkers. Right. Everything you fucking do is quick, fast, hard, and in a goddamn hurry. Yeah. Otherwise, it won't fucking do it. Right. And I, I was talking to Vash, and this was back when he started riding. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't fucking know what the deal is with this bike. This motherfucker, I can't make it fucking shift smooth. Every goddamn time I shift, it's a fucking jolt. And he rode with me back and forth to work and bullshitting around town. He's like, yeah, I figured out what, what your problem is. I'm like, what is it? It's like, you are fucking shifting too hard? Huh? Every time you fucking shift, your front tire's coming off the ground at least three quarters of an inch. I'm like, oh. Guilty. That explains why it feels so fucking rough. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. That's what, as I started, you know, now I ride bigger bikes, but, you know, I started on street bikes and crotch rockets and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and that was how, that was how it was, you know, especially back whenever I was, had first started riding and I got my first, I say my first, the first street bike that I owned, not that I bought, but that I had and was mine. was the same way, you know, but everybody that I rode with, you know, we were trying to beat each other to the light. <laughs> so we're getting from one place to a fucking another as fast as we can. And yeah. it's the same way, you know, especially like second and third. And one of the first Dixers that I ever had was like fucking third gear. Like, yeah. fucking front wheels off the ground by, you know, a foot or so. It's like, 
What was your first bike? The first bike that I ever owned or the first bike I ever bought? I'm just going to go with yes. And let's also throw in your age on those. Well, so I'm, I'm 36 now. The first bike that I ever owned that was mine was one of the old school, like 650 Ninjas. And then the first bike that I ever bought was a Ducati Monster. And I loved the fuck out of that bike. Is that the one you did your fucking uh, iron butt on? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it until I did that. And then I hated it the entire trip back. <laughs> I, that's the only Ducati that I remembered you talking about. Yeah. All of our time of knowing each other. So that's the, that's the only duck I've owned. That that was the same bike. Yeah, that's the only duck I've ever owned. I've ridden, like I've ridden a 999R. I love the shit out of that. That was fucking awesome. I've ridden a 1098S, and which was, you know, a couple of years later after yeah. the 999R. And fuck, I wish I could have afforded one of those. I mean, that's $50,000 bike back in the day. Yeah. Wish I could have got it. I mean, hell, my monster was $24,000. But, yeah, no, my the first bike that I ever owned was like a 650 Ninja. Yeah. Ugly as fuck. Like, I'd still had that weird front cowl <laughs> that, like, molded into the rest of the body. Oh, fuck Yeah, me. Yeah, it was, a, it was an old one. I mean, a lot of the ninjas are ugly. Yeah. Yeah, but goddamn, those, the new ones? Fuck. I mean, Ninja had the fastest production bike for a few years. And it was, you know, yeah. cow, like, the, the Kawasaki Ninja was the fastest production bike that you could get just straight off showroom floor, I think. I think for like four years. At least, at least. I mean, if I'm remembering things correctly, uh, Suzuki came, hit out with the fucking Busa. Mm-hmm. And right after the fucking Busa hit, Kawasaki basically was like, oh, fuck you. Right. And just made something that could do one mile an hour faster. Yeah. And made sure they kept that fucking gap for a while. Well, that and it could turn. Boosas don't turn. No. I mean, they can, not will. I have a love-hate relationship with Boosas. I used to race motorcycles at uh, Hallett in Tulsa. Yeah. And I would, I'd, I would race them because I would build them. And I would usually build them for other people. That was one of the first times I started making money professionally as a mechanic. Because I'd build stuff. And it wasn't anything like super custom builds, whatever. They'd bring me their bike. They wanted these performance parts put on it. And then, you know, I'd have a guy that would tune for me. But I had, the guy was a bail bondsman. Little bitty short guy. Probably not much shorter than you, but pretty short. You know, when it comes to like, like what you would, <laughs> like for somebody on a Busa, like Busas are tall bikes. Even if you lower them, they're tall bikes. I don't know, like, man. You got to do you got to do a lot of lowering on a Busa to get it for somebody your height to be able to you know be able to stand comfortably at a stoplight. So the reason that I'm saying I don't know, and all right, so the fucking Jigsaw that I had mm-hmm. that I mean you rode, motherfuckers. <laughs> when I bought, when I was getting that motherfucker, mm-hmm. I could have gotten a Busa. Yeah. And in all honesty, I kind of wish I would have gone for it 
maybe I'd have done more to keep it. Right. But the only reason I didn't go for the Busa was because of the weight. Well, the weight heavy, especially for a crowd tracker, they're heavy. The Busa was heavy. Yeah. And was rough to control at a stand. Yeah. The Jixer was fucking hard to control at a stand because I'm short. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Busa, especially like so compared to like like Jixer to Busa, yeah, the Jixer is a much taller bike. Okay. Like what but Busas for what they are, I mean, because Busas are drag bikes. Yeah. Like there's I don't give a fuck what anybody says. A Busa is a drag bike from the factory. It's a fucking drag bike. So it does have a lower profile, but for what it's built for, it's still very tall for what yeah. it's built for. So I had I built a bike for I say I built a bike. I I modified a bike for a guy that was a Busa and he wanted a turbo and all kinds of shit on it. He wanted it to be a drag bike. Everybody wants a turbo Busa. Yeah. So we did a turbo on it. We we had it down pretty low. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of boost running through it. I think we were maybe like three pounds, like nothing super crazy. I mean, hell, my Ducati, whenever, when I turboed it, it had, I think it was running 11 pounds. And it was insane. But so like that Busa, like the way that it was set up, because so he didn't buy it new. It was, it was a used bike that had been pre-modified and it, you could actually handle this Busa pretty well. Yeah. Like not great. On a road, like on, like on, like how it's a road race course. I like guess not great for that, but you can do it. So we got everything done. We took it out to the, you know, we took it to the drag strip. We took it to Thunder Valley and it ran some good times. I mean, it was a low nine second bike. And that was with me not wanting to push it as hard as it probably could have. Like I probably could have upped the tune on it and got it into the eights. Yeah. Which isn't, you know, everybody thinks, you know, oh, damn, eight seconds is fast. Like, eh, not on two wheels. I mean, you can get some, I mean, you can get some thousand CC bikes that'll run a 10 and a half. Yeah. With, with, nothing, with nothing done to it. As long as the guy that's that's on it knows how to ride it and he's the right weight for it. Yeah. I mean, you just take, for instance, a guy your size versus a guy my size on the exact same bike. There's a second difference. Easy. You're going to beat and, me by a second at minimum. And that's. I'm going to say that's just saying that both guys' skill level is equal. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you take if the guy your size doesn't know what he's fucking doing. Yeah. And the guy my size does. Yeah. You're looking at probably two seconds. Uh, if not more. Like, right there. Like, I'm not saying you can't ride, but if, if I was to put my skill set in your body, yeah, I guarantee you that your skill set and my body, I'm going to eat your ass every fucking day on a motorcycle. No fucking shit. And that was what we figured out. It's like, like, so we did all the, we did the runs at, uh, at Thunder Valley. Yeah. We got some good times. We got consistently high eights, low nines. It was cool. And he was like, he's like, man, I've ridden it. Like, I know what it does on the highway. Like it'll, it'll handle some turns. It's like, I mean, I've ridden on the highway too. And I had to, whenever I was testing it. He's like, I want to take it to Hallett. I'm like, all right. I mean, I'll go with you. I'll, I'll pull it down there for you. He's like, no, I want to take it to Hallett, but I want you to run it. Like, he, he was kind of afraid of the bike because he got it and he was not a new rider. Like, he'd, he'd been riding for some years, but not on anything with any kind of power. Not really racing? 
Yeah, well, he he he'd never raced. He'd never raced a bike before. Oh, okay. like he'd ridden a bike. Like he may have done some like like highway bullshit or stoplight to stoplight. Yeah, shit, but he'd never done anything on like a course. Like man, I'll okay, fine. I'll run it on Hallett for you. And I told him, I said, I don't trust this bike at Hallett. I said, I've I've ridden Hallett. I've ridden it on a motorcycle. I've driven it on a car. Like I said, I've taken my RX-7 out to Hallett more than once. I know the turns. So I'm I'm comfortable on the track, but I'm not necessarily comfortable on that bike on said track. Because of the fact of some of the turns at Hallett are very sharp. Yeah. And you have a lot of room to get speed. And you fucking built this? Yeah. So we get it, we get out there and we're doing, it's just a like Friday, Saturday, you know, you can come out, anybody can run. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're just getting track time. It's an open day. Yeah. You're not doing, you know, there, nobody's actually racing. It's just a, it's just a track day. So I get out there. I'd made, she had probably 10 passes, like 10 laps, getting the feel for it on that bike, getting the feel for the track, getting to see where all the gaff and all the bullshit that's been blown off from the sides that's on the track now. I'm feeling fucking good and I'm getting some good times, even just dicking around. Like we come into the pits, I top it off. You know, we throw the fresh set of the, you know, the rims and tires on it that have are fresh. I get six laps in to my second pass and I pull in and I make sure all my timing, everything's fucking right. I want to make sure my boost is where I want it at. I'm like, all right, this is going to be the pass. Like this is going to be the one where we know what the fuck we're doing. Or we know what the bike, what this bike is going to do. It's one of the last turns at Hallett is a big right. Yeah. Like, it's a hard right. Like, it's a it's a long, like, swooping right, but it's a hard right. Like, you got to be into that fucking turn to get it. I've made this pass 15 times now. But there's also cars. There's other bikes. There's a bunch of shit going. So, the track changes every lap. I'm coming off this fucking straightaway. I'm probably doing every bit of 210 coming off this straightaway and I shut it down. I get her down. We're running probably 140, 150. I start to come into the turn as I'm slowing down. And as I'm coming into this turn right into the fucking, like right by the grass where the, the old red and white bear, not barriers, but the, where they could. Yeah. The paint. Yeah. Well, something happened for the people that were in front of me mm. and kicked something out onto the grass. And I'm coming in, I hit right at the apex. And as soon as I go to fucking, as soon as I go to accelerate out of the top of the turn, the ass end of the bike just, and just slips out from under me. I mean, we're doing every bit of 130 at this fucking point. Yeah. And I'm in my full race suit, like full leathers, full fucking helmet and everything. Again, I feel the bike go down. I just kind of let it go and, and push it away as best I can. The whole right side of my body. Like I'm essentially naked. On the yeah. right side of my body because it just tore my fucking suit off, shattered the fucking helmet around me. Fucking bike hits the grass, fuck, just flips and flips and flips. Like there's not much of a bike left. I come to a stop and I just kind of lay there. Like I'm in the grass, probably 200 yards from where I went down. I'm like maybe three feet from the wall and all the fucking the hay and the tires and shit they got set up. I'm just kind of laying there. And then it dawns on me. It's like, I had a helmet on. No, I don't. That's probably not good. And I just, I sit up and I get set up and I can see my feet and I'm moving my feet around. I'm like, well, that's a plus. I can move my feet and shit. Lift my arms. Like, all right, cool. So I, I get stood up. And as soon as I stand up, I almost fucking fall down. But it was more of the, 
I've all of that fucking whatever momentum going down and being, you know, horizontal. Well, now I'm vertical. So it's like, well, blood pressure's all kinds of weird and shit. And I stand up. About the time I actually get stood up after I almost fall down, the the EMS for the track is coming. They're like, sit down, check you out, all this shit. Like, all right. So I sit down, I just kind of lean up against the wall and I'm kind of like, I like my, my thoughts are coming back to me and I'm figuring out where the fuck I'm at again. And like, I'm, I'm consciously understanding what just happened. Like I, I now know that I laid a bike down at, you know, hundred yeah. plus miles an hour and I'm looking down and I'm like, damn, okay, this was a, this is a $400 fire proof race suit. <laughs> where did it go? Like I'm seeing the tattoos on my legs and <laughs> And then it dawned on me again. It's like, I had a helmet on and I haven't taken it off. Well, pieces of my helmet are just hanging out the track. So they get up, they get up to me. They check me out to make sure I don't have a concussion. And they're like, we're not quite sure how the fuck you stood up and how you don't have any true road rash. Like I had a little bit of shit here and there, but I had almost no cuts. I had no broken bones. Didn't have a concussion. Nothing. And I was like... Lucky, I guess. <laughs> I get back, like they put me in the ambulance. We get back to the the pit area, and CJ, the guy that it doesn't matter now because he's passed. So it's like it's not it's not like you're gonna hear it. Yeah, but he might. So CJ's CJ's like like you okay? Like apparently, like it's, they said I was fine. Like they're gonna keep an eye on me for the next hour or so. This motherfucker was so goddamn concerned about his bike. He's like, where's the bike at? I'm like, what bridge part? I don't know. Like, there's a tire on, you know, a turn, like one of the last two turns. Uh, the rest of it's probably hit the wall and is, like, I guarantee you there's probably a piece of it that's by the finish line. Like, it's there. But, but I get it. Like, he spent a lot of money. Yeah. Like, and I understand that. Like, it's the same thing that Hellboy did whenever he wrecked his bike. He was like, is my bike okay? And he was the one that was fucked up, like, almost missing the thumb and shit. Like, yep. But then, you know, about the time the ambulance is leaving and I've gotten changed, I've got, you know, full clothes on. I'm not fucking trying to like hold my dick into half a race suit. <laughs> but, you know, I get changed and I've got, I'm just trying to figure, you know, sitting down and just chilling out and finally having a fucking beer after the hour that I wanted one. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, didn't mean to make it sound like the bike was more important than you. I was like, bro, I get it. Like, I've grown up doing race cars and shit like that. And I said, I have raced and wrecked plenty of times that my first thought is always my car. Like, especially if I'm conscious enough to understand that there was a wreck, you know, my Chevelle that I had, I fucking put it into a wall right out the gate. I saw fucking sky ground and I fucking blew a tire on my launch. And it was like straight into a wall, you know, and that was a big supercharged, big block Chevelle that had a ton of horsepower. So I get it. But yeah, no, that was, like, that's probably the most intense wreck that I've been in on a motorcycle. I mean, I've yeah. been hit, I've been hit in the back on a motorcycle. Like, I, but I was sitting still. Like, I was sitting at a stoplight. So, I mean, not paying attention. And I was on their hood and their, well, most of their, part of their hood, most of their windshield, and then some of the top of their car. The perks of being tall, I guess. You get to fuck up the whole car whenever they hit you. But. Yeah, fuck you're the one yawning, motherfucker. It's only midnight. 
Yeah. You making a fucking short joke has anything to do with my fucking exhaustion level. Eat a dick. I didn't make a short joke. Did I make a short joke? I don't know. I might have. Shot? No. You can do one. I just might. If you're nice enough and continue with your story, I'll pour it for you. Well, I mean, that's really kind of the end of the story with the with the wreck, but... Hell, I've been in a lot of fucking... Like, I've been in quite a few fucking bike wrecks. A bunch of car wrecks. Whether it's racetrack or fucking just driving down the road. You know, shit happens. My fault, somebody else's fault, doesn't matter. But hell, I flipped my... My first truck was a 91 Dodge Dakota, and I flipped it I don't know how many times. Luckily, those things were built like fucking tanks, and we just flipped it back over and its tires and I drove it home. Shit. We used, to, we used to go out to Draper, the lake that was pretty close to my house that I grew up in, and there was, like, full-size paths. Like, they used to do, um, like, ATV races out there, like, around the water. But the paths, you could get a... Like, I could get my power stroke around there, like, with no problem. Well... 16 fucking years old, been watching, you know, like Ken Block and some of the other guys doing drifting shit and fucking, uh, was Ken Block doing that shit back then? Well, I think he had, ju- I think that's when he had kind of just started his rally career because I know he started real young. No, Ken Block started driving young, he didn't go professional until he was like well into his older adult years, but I know he had done some shit. Well, here's my shot glass right here. What? I, I don't care but no like like some of the rally car drivers i'd watch them and i was like man that looks like a lot of fun we had this conversation we're gonna put the whiskey on the table so we don't gotta get up to get it yeah. you put it within your arm's reach which is like a mile away from me well that's because i poured the last one that's good but yeah no it's so like watching watching the rally car because i always wanted to be a rally car driver like that was what i wanted to do growing up like if i could have picked a career like everybody's like i want to be a cop or an astronaut or fucking you know i want to suck dick on the street corner like i wanted to be a rally car driver like that's what i wanted to do so my dakota we had soft sand and you know cool spots that had you know big berms that you could drift around yeah so that's what we did i fucked up on one of them and i hit the i hit the big like the big swooping turn, real fucking nice. Like it was gorgeous. Yeah. Like if I could have recorded it, it'd have been fucking awesome. Like sixteen year old drifts, piece of shit truck, <laughs> fucking whatever. But then the next one, which is just essentially a fucking hairpin. Nope, I hit that one way too fucking hard. Too much fucking tire spin, just digs into the dirt. Just hip. <laughs> Don't even flip the truck that all was the way over. Accidentally timed great. <laughs> right. Don't even flip the truck all the way over. It just digs in and it's just like, I'm tired. I'm going to take a nap right here. And just on its fucking side. But I loved this truck because every time that ever went on its side or its top, nothing ever broke. I didn't break. I never broke a mirror. I never broke a piece of glass. I never cracked a windshield or the back glass, nothing. The hardest part about it was the one time that went all the way onto its top. I had to push the top back out, like just because it had kind of bent down in. Yeah, just kind of reach up and... Yeah, pop back out. But then it took me an hour to get it started because it starved everything from fuel. Like there was no yeah, like fucking, fuel pump needed to get reprimed and fucking the truck. Oil in fucking weird places. Yeah, that's it. That's all that ever happened with that truck. I loved that truck. If I could own, there's 
three vehicles of the gajillion that I've ever owned that if I, I wish I still had, and that is one of them. And it was a $600 fucking Magnum V8 91 Dakota. Yeah. Nothing special. I swear to God, that truck was haunted. <laughs> like, like it had the 91 Dakotas, the cup holders were recessed in the dash. Like you had to push it. Yeah. I could be driving down the smoothest road you can imagine. Never hadn't fucked with the cup holders, nothing. I could be holding a drink, like a, a drink, like a, like say it's the bottle of Jameson. Got the cap on it, sitting there. And then it's like, some reason the truck was like, eh, you should put that down. And it's like the cup holders would just kick out. <laughs> like, and they were hard to get out, which is what didn't make sense. Like you had to damn near punch the dash to get the cup holders to kick out. But, but just it's randomly, just, it's, like, it's like, hey, let, let me hold that right. for you. You want a break from holding your soda, friend? Like the the stereo, well, it was a, you know, I paid Best Buy to put the stereo in. Yeah. It just randomly changed stations. And then I took it back and had them check everything. Nothing wrong with the stereo, no short to the ground, no fucking weird shit that it's bouncing. Nothing. It would just change to like the CD. Like my CD would just randomly change which one I was listening to because it was like one of the six CD changers. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Have I have I ever told you about my three thousand? Uh uh. Yeah. I had a fucking three thousand GT. Oh, I want one of those so bad. And still to this day I want one. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put this out here now because fucking goddamn Aaron back when I had it, I I've never almost I've never come so close to wanting to kill a motherfucker as that goddamn motherfucker. Every time I would go up to wherever they were at, his first fucking response when I would show up, hey, nice car. Wait, that's not the VR4. Never mind. But he's not wrong. Oh, it, it's not the, it's not that. It's the rub it in the face part. It's the fact that it was every goddamn that's, that's time. That's fair. I'm like, dude, I was at your fucking house 10 minutes ago. Right. Stop beating this fucking dead horse. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can see that. So, my fucking 3000, that motherfucker, it took care of me. Cheers. I don't give a damn. Beer cheers. Well, I got a, I got a beer. You know, there there are stories in every fucking religion of so-and-so will provide for you. Well, that fucking 3,000 did not matter what I needed. That motherfucker provided. Right. I mean, there were times I would fucking randomly pull out a goddamn pack or two of fucking cigarettes because I was broke. There were times I would pull out be like, man, I, I'm fucking hungry. Let me check around, see if I got fucking change. An open bag of chips. Woo. No. I'd find fucking 20 bucks. Nice. Be like, I, 
Look, I don't know. How did we have the same entity that yours was a car and mine was a dryer? Like a clothes dryer. Oh, I, I remember the stories about your dryer. But just no. making, making cold beer for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Your dryer was limited to beer. The 3000 had no limits. That's fair. Maybe it got tired of taking care of you and just switched to my dryer. I was like, I can handle beer. <laughs> exactly. This is my retirement. Right. I found this motherfucker. That was still some of the weirdest shit that has ever happened to me. I had a house party, you know, before before my daughter was born. Have a house party, you know, and we've got, and there was so many stories that can come off of just that fucking house yeah. parties that we had, or just the trials and tribulations that we went through in that fucking house. I mean, having to tear a fucking door off a safe and start a fire in the fucking in the middle of the room, which and we talked about that on another episode, and it'll probably be talked about again. Probably, it's I, to it's me, it's a, to me, it's a fun story, especially if we get guests like we're just talking about other stories. Like yeah. it'll definitely get brought up again. But the the dryer is the weirdest fucking thing because after I bought my house, especially after I ran out of money, because when I bought my house, I had money. I mean, fuck. At one point, at twenty one, I had two hundred and sixty thousand dollars in my bank account. But also at twenty one, I was twenty one. Yeah. So I bought tools you know because i've been a mechanic my whole life bought tools i bought race car parts you know i was i was building a, a fucking 454 s15 you know i wanted all, all the good shit that i was never gonna have to fucking worry about again and if i did it had a badass warranty fucking whatever and i bought that obviously i bought the house to go that was part of the money that i had and then the renovations that were going on with it but <laughs> this fucking like, and this was before I bought the house. I mean, I had money, but I hadn't bought it yet. And I was trying to budget. Like, I essentially had put, I'd, so I first moved into that house. I was renting it for 400 bucks a month. Okay. Whenever I had. Were you, were you doing a rent to own? Or? No, not at the time. Okay. So essentially I'd taken that money and it was just going to be a, I'm going to put this back. Like, I'm going to put X amount of dollars back and I'm not going to touch it. Like, I wanted that to be kind of my retirement plan. So I just opened a secondary account, put most of it in there, and I had money that I could live off of. Like, you know, it wasn't going to be a big fucking deal. I could pay my bills. Not a big thing. You know, because, I mean, shit back in the day was, I mean, for 400 bucks a month in rent and then my, you know, water electric and, yeah. and internet. I mean, I was paying less than $1,000 a month. So it was cheap. But so I, I lived broke for a long time before I bought the house. Just so that that money could stay where it was at and it could build money in the savings account. Like it could, you know, cause obviously savings account, the way they base it off of is however much is in there, you get this much back. Yeah. So I just wanted it to build money. Well, so when I'm, when I was still renting the house and uh, Jack Herndon, who was, he was partners with my mom at a law firm, he owned this house and I was, you know, I was renting it and shit while I was renting it. We had, all the shit fucking was when, I, when all the fun parties went on. Because I didn't actually buy the house until after Ashlyn was born. So, I, bought, I was in the house for, I don't know, a total of maybe two and a half years before I bought it. Yeah. 
But that was when it didn't have central heat. It didn't have air conditioning. It didn't have anything. Fuck. You know, no, literally nothing. And that was some of the coldest winters that we'd had in Oklahoma for a long time. You know, we I told you the story. Like, I'd come out of my room one day, and I went into my kitchen, and I had a 19-inch long icicle yeah. hanging from my fucking kitchen faucet where we had left the water running. It got cold enough to freeze the water coming out. It did, our, I, I had two pipes burst after I bought it. But, like, it was, you could tell that it, it was frozen at the bottom where it was... Yeah, the shit. Right. There was still water dripping down from the outside, so it was just making the icicle longer and longer and longer. Just because of the shit that I fucking dealt with, that is one of my. I'm not gonna say my biggest pet peeves, but it is an annoyance. What heat and air? No fucking with plumbing shit. Oh yeah, people are like, oh. Moving water doesn't freeze. Yes, it fucking does. It does for sure. 100%. If you doubt me at all, Niagara Falls has fucking frozen. I've seen the pictures of it where it's just... Yeah. There. Like, yeah, there's some coming off of it, but the main main body of water that's coming over the fucking falls is stationary like that's yeah. stagnant water at this fucking point and i'm sorry to get off topic here but it's that simple thing of no it is not the motion of the water that keeps it from freezing what's keeping it from freezing is that below ground level so long as it is below the frost line yeah. it will be coming into the house around 60 degrees yeah. but yeah yep so I had the same problem at my house in Midwest City that I have at my house now. I, I just don't have enough volume coming into the house. Yeah. I didn't fuck with you this time. I just don't have enough volume coming into the house to make my water pressure good. Like, it's it was a consistently low amount of water. And I told you guys this, I think, off air. After I bought the house, the only way that I could, like, so my hot water heater set or my water heater set above my dryer. Like it was one of the ones that was up in the air. Yeah, goddamn fucking retarded Oklahoma bullshit. The only way, for some reason, whatever somebody did or we may have done something, I don't know. But like I said, I was there for like two, two and a half years before I bought it. Yeah. Never had a problem. We had, we had, would have pipes freeze in the house or water coming out of the faucet would freeze. But I never had a problem with the pipes coming from the ground into the house. Yeah. And they were exposed, and I would always try to make sure that they were some kind of insulated so that that water didn't get too cold, especially if it just got to where it was at and it stayed there. So I'd try to make sure that. But after I bought the house, it was like, meh, no, these pipes are going to fucking, we're just going to blow out every two fucking days. The way that I fixed that, and I think I told you this, was high-pressure line from O'Reilly's. I bought... I bought high pressure fuel line that was the same diameter of my pipes and then I looped it. And for some reason it just fucking like it worked. Like I never had a problem. The the next like two, three years I was there, never had an issue with it because I tried fixing it. I tried fixing it because this was when like the shark bite fittings had first come out. Fuck those goddamn things. Well, at the time, they were the new big thing. Like, all the plumbers are using them, this, that, and the other. So, I'd try to replace it with, like, good, 
like proper pipe, whether it was, you know, like galvanized pipe or just PVC fucking whatever. Yeah, yeah. Tried that. And I was like, fuck this. I went and spent $14 at O'Reilly's and bought four foot of hose and four fucking hose clamps. Yep. And just looped it and tightened the shit out of the hose clamps, looped the fucking, looped the, you know, the high pressure rubber hose. Never had an issue with it again. When I sold that house, it was still there. Hey, fucking, we're all rednecks, goddammit. Oh, shit. And I rednecked the fuck out of it for that after having to fix it. Literally one winter, I had to fix it, like, almost either every day or every other day. I'd have to replace it. And I was like, fuck this. At least hose is cheap. Yeah. Like, I can get 100 foot of it on my shop account for $7. Yeah. I can replace this shit for the entire winter. And the hose clamps are still going to be good. They're not going to freeze and break. No, no. I mean, you see it everywhere. People fix shit with what they forgot. Yup. You know, a fucking, a goddamn tenor. You're going to see fucking zip screws in every goddamn thing. (laughs) Doesn't fucking matter what it is. It's going to be full of fucking zip screws. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen zip ties. Zip ties. Fix exhaust. Not maybe, maybe not the, the actual, like the structural part of the exhaust to get the, you know, the air out. Yeah. To hold it in place. And what's the most impressive to me, the zip ties are plastic. Mm-hmm. Exhaust is hot. Yep. I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've seen a zip tie melt and there's literally like just the outer layer. Like, and then you ask the customer, it's like, how long has it been like that? He's like, oh, I've been rocking this for four years. Like, where does the heat transfer go? Like, yeah. where did, like, what did zip tie do that that last layer was like, no, we're not going to get hot. Like, this, we're just not going to do it. Like, whatever you did, market that and sell it to fucking NASA. Fuck your thermodynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you did for this one, sell that shit to NASA because now you don't have to ever make a zip tie again. Like, if you just put that shit on the outside of everything, like, Elon Musk will buy that. It's like, you know what, SpaceX, we're just going to cover it on the in the outside of it is all of the last layer of a zip tie. All right. So, craziest fucking shit, in my opinion, ever. And everything about this is pure fucking coincidence. All right. Prior to... uh, God damn it. I can't fucking remember which extraterrestrial mission it was. It was back... It was right after the fucking moon landing. Oh, this was a long time ago. I keep wanting to look at this, and I can't. So. Because I'm still Bluetooth. Oh, I could just. Yeah. And. I mean, this is just the fucking random ramblings that we get into. Right. So. I'm just going to backtrack from everything that I can give you fucking quantifications on. I was working. It was. 2008. 
Hang on. No. It was... Because I moved here. I'm getting... It was 2018. I was going to say, you moved here long after 2008. Yeah. I was... I was getting fucking numbers confused. So, I was... In 2008, I was working in uh, Scottsboro, Alabama. Yep. On... Or 2018. I said 2018. It's okay. We know what you mean. We've, we've listened to it enough now. I was working on a data center in Scottsboro, Alabama. Don't know how much information on that I can disclose, so just going to be kind of safe. Uh, 2018, yeah, I probably wouldn't say much. It hasn't been quite that long yet. Anyways. Like, whatever NDA you may assign is probably still active. I was doing the plumbing for this facility. And I was working with a guy who was a pipe fitter. He was handling the cooling for said data center. Well... There was enough information electronically passing through this that the primary fucking shit needed to be a goddamn 32-inch fucking pipe. Longer diameter. Diameter. Jesus Christ. That's the primary cooling. That's fucking goddamn, like, the, the ID or OD? ID. Goddamn, that's that fucking big around. Uh, you want to try again? Right, 32 inches around? 32 inch interior. Oh, yeah, no, so yeah, so yeah, yeah probably about that big. God damn. That's fucking. Yeah. There's enough fucking information passing through the fucking data center that, yeah, they need that. God damn, what the fuck are they cooling? It's a fucking data center. We well, yeah, I get that, but I mean I've I've seen a lot of like I've seen fucking server rooms that don't need shit that's like that. Like that have like super computers okay. and shit. If you are accessing the internet no, no, I'm, in not, this area currently right now, but no, I I I'm if you are within the coverage area of this data center. And you are accessing the internet, it goes through there. That's fair. It's that fucking big. God damn. Yeah, that's a lot. I wish I knew the fucking limits of my fucking NDA so that I could throw fucking names out. But yes, they. The names involved are the absolute fucking biggest goddamn names. So yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty pretty intense, man. Yeah. Anyways, random fucking coincidence. While I'm on this job, my fucking car fucking shits the bed. Is it the Nova? Oh, I wish. <laughs> God, that would be pretty awesome, though. I, I, I miss the Nova. But no. My car shits the bed. 
and this dude that coincidentally lived in the general direction of where I lived. Like, no shit, he had to pass my fucking house to get there. I had talked with him. He was a cool dude. And I'm like, hey, man, get, let me get a ride to work. Oh, that's fucking lame. No, not that. Sorry. Yeah. Squirrel on some other shit. I was looking at posting stuff on our Facebook while we're doing, while you're telling the story. He, not only, number one, this motherfucker went to high school with my father. Which brought up a whole lot of weird shit. But number two, his brother, while he started off as a pipe fitter, ended up in fucking NASA. And that's where I'm bringing this shit into full fucking circle. Right. There was all this fucking shit going on. All these goddamn engineers who had been doing this shit for fucking years. And talking about... Oh, man, how are we going to make it fucking safe for the astronauts on re-entry? Right. And old dude who started off his professional career, adult career, whatever you want to call it, because this cat, who I don't know, I know him like third fucking party, he started off as a pipe fitter. And then got a fucking aeronautical engineering degree and moved on. He's like, you know, back when we were doing this, we would just fucking line the pipes. Right. And that would protect the pipes. And all these fucking engineers who that's all they knew, shit fucking blew their mind. Hey, we put a fucking little bit extra we put a slightly smaller fucking pipe inside of this bigger pipe, and it'll protect it. Right. Exact opposite for the fucking aeronautical. We take this casing, we make a slightly bigger casing, and put it over it, and it'll protect it. And these goddamn engineers just could not fucking figure that shit out. Now, at the time, yes, that cat was a fucking engineer. Fucking engineers. But that cat started out as a fucking tradie. He was a goddamn pipe fitter. Learned on the job. I mean, honestly, if there's an engineer that I respect, it's the ones that learned on the job, not from fucking school. Like if if you have switched, if you if you're you know, if you're a tradesman before and you switch to the engineering part because you learned enough and you did enough and you got that, I can respect you on that. But those motherfuckers, like, especially as a mechanic, like the ones that didn't, that don't do shit about cars. They can't change your own fucking oil. Can't change a fucking spark plug, but they're the ones that are designing cars. No, they can all go fuck themselves. Yeah. I wish, I think that there should be no matter what trade you're an engineer for. I think you should have a minimum of five years hands-on experience Doing the fucking job. Because in that five years, you're going to see some common problems that aren't real hard fixes. You're going to get some rough fixes that aren't maybe necessarily tough. They're just time consuming. But then you're also going to see the ones that 
this fucking engineer is the reason why I have to do it this fucking way. Like whoever designed Subarus can fuck off and die. <laughs> if I have to take the fucking intake off to change a fucking starter because you decided to put it in the engine valley under the yeah. intake, you can go suck all of the dicks that have every fucking STD that has never been discovered or has been discovered, but there's no cure for like, fuck you. You deserve to swallow all of them and then take the same dicks repeatedly in your asshole until you die. All right. This is one of those times where I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong. But the first time that that was done, and I'm only bringing this up because you threw out Subaru. Wasn't that fucking Chevy that did that? Maybe. <laughs> Just, yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit which, <laughs> which dealer, which fucking whatever, which manufacturer it is that you're an uh, automotive engineer for. Yeah. They all deserve the same treatment. <laughs> like, there should be a panel of old-ass mechanics, technicians, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Everybody gets pissed off, you know, I'm a mechanic. And, well, no, I'm a technician. Bitch, shut the fuck up, you turn a wrench. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what the terminology is. I know I can fix your shit. I don't fucking care what you call me. You can call me asshole. As long as you pay me, I don't fucking care. So there should be a fucking panel of like 70-year-old men that have been doing nothing but turning wrenches their entire fucking life. And if you want to be an engineer, you got to get past these old motherfuckers. But if you don't, one of them might slap the fuck out of you in the bathroom. <laughs> like, that's how that should work. I'm wanting to say it was our first episode. Or it might have just been some random ramblings prior to us starting this. I was talking about the hospital that I worked on. Uh-huh. And my shit, the sprinkler fitter shit. The fucking tenor shit. Oh, that was the uh, that was the second episode. Oh, it was. Yep. Yeah, everything. Yeah, that was the one that just got published. Everything passed through the same deal, and it's like, are you fucking serious? Yep. You've got fucking AutoCAD. You, not y'all, right? Not multiples of people, right? One you. specific you, individual planned all of this stuff out, yeah, and everything passed. Through the exact same fucking mark for AFF. Right. Above finished floor. Like, you went to fucking school. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was the last episode. Yeah, that's, that's actually the, uh, the last one that we just... One of the last ones we just published. The one that's on uh, RSS.com. Okay. I remember talking about it, but I couldn't remember where I had talked about it. Yep, it was that one. And, uh, you know, quick little free promo, rss.com slash the uh, saloon scuffle. Or take that back, rss.com forward slash podcast forward slash the saloon scuffle is where you can find us if anybody wants to tell anybody where to find us without having to click an actual link. That's what you can put into your little interweb search bar. Yay! Damn, I might I might actually be halfway good at doing these fucking like little little mid range commercials. It's got to actually have something to read and not make it up offhand. Meh. It won't be as fun that way. I don't know if I can read though. 
I know you can't. I mean, you're from fucking Oklahoma. Says the dude from Bama. (laughs) My reading's better than your reading, bitch. We beat y'all in football. That's all that matters, right? You beat one of us in football, and I don't watch football, so it doesn't matter to me. Neither one of us do, but it's bragging right. This could also be fucking completely false. Like, nobody knows. At least neither one of us actually know. I'm going to talk shit till the day I die. I wouldn't be your friend if you didn't. <laughs> so. I, yeah. You ready for a shot yet? No, I am way too fucking gone. You're not gone. I can still see you. Well, then allow me to leave. <laughs> okay, bye. Let's move. But see, this is this is what I, I love about the dynamic that we all have as a group of friends. It's Friday night, twelve forty-five. What? You don't got to do shit tomorrow, right? Like, like work-wise. No, work-wise, no. Yeah, don't got to do shit tomorrow, work-wise. But on a on a Monday, two o'clock in the morning, like, gotta have a shot. <laughs> we gotta go to work the next day. <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of our dynamic, and that's what as, as everybody decides to. If they decide to stick around and listen, like that's what you'll figure out. We're probably going to get more fucked up on the days we got to go to work the next day than the days it's like, man. Now you know what? Today I got I got too drunk on work days. Yeah, we're not going to do it on fun days. Well, it's because I'm gonna have I'm gonna have at least a half a shot because there's not a lot left. It's because me and you both fucking agree on this shit of. I would much rather fucking go to work still drunk from the night before. Well, yeah, because you then you're fuck a goddamn hangover, right? Well, I can't you, say that because I don't. I've never had a hangover. I thought you'd had one. Nope, never had one. I've had two. I've had what I thought was a hangover, and then I brushed my teeth and I was fine. Like I think the the worst part of what could be considered a hangover that I get is uh. Like, just the tired the next day, but I don't feel like shit. It's just like, eh, I'll go back to sleep. Or, like, I'll wake up and snack on something and down a bottle of yeah. water and be like, I'm just going to go back to bed. Like, I don't feel bad. Like, I could continue out about my day and not feel fucking upset about doing it or not be like, oh, God, I drank so much last night. Everybody that knows us is, if we were to ever say, oh, God, I drank so much last night, so what's different than the night before last? <laughs> well, probably the amount of food that I ate before I drank, but that's probably it. Yeah. I mean, the the questionable hangovers that I've had, I'm fairly well certain if it wouldn't have been for when it was in the week. Oh, let me just go the fuck back to sleep. Right. I'd have been fine. Yeah. Like the thing that gets me more than than anything, like feeling like shit and I could not I could not smoke weed i could not drink i could not do anything the thing that has gotten me as i've gotten older is my insomnia like for and it's been the last like five six months yeah it's like like used to two three hours of sleep i'm good like doesn't matter yeah, i'll wake up fucking all right cool what the fuck are we doing today or i'm just gonna start drinking it at six o'clock in the morning doesn't even fucking matter it's like I closed my fucking eyes for more than 10 seconds. Yeah. You know, but now the thing that gets me like drunk, sober, high, doesn't matter. 
Like it's still like I'm I can still run on three, four hours of sleep, but if I get two, three hours of sleep like I used to and could wake up and be golden. Like if I get three, three and a half hours of sleep and I wake up, I'm like, you know what? Fuck everybody. Leave me the fuck alone. I got blackout curtains. It's still nighttime as far as I'm fucking concerned. Go the fuck away until I'm ready to get out of bed. Yeah. Well, shit. Our last episode, I fucking got up the next morning. I went into work and I looked at every motherfucker there and I'm like, you know, the only goddamn reason that I'm here is because if I didn't come into work, that motherfucker would not have been able to make it into work. And I can't fucking deal. His brother. Yeah. It's like, I can't fucking deal with him not being able to pay his bills because I don't want to be here. Right. I want to be at home in bed because I'm fucking drunk and tired. I'm not hungover. I'm fucking drunk and tired. What's that when you sleep in the chair? Do what? Is that when you went to sleep in the chair? Yes. That's fair. I was fucking exhausted. And that, was I, a, that was a good night, though. I mean, that was a long episode, though, too. Yeah. Like, we definitely talked for a hot minute. Uh, I kind of want to get back on topic, but at the same time, I'm having a lot of fun. What was the topic that we were at? We had originally started on Buell. Yeah, and I know I know we we talked about that for a minute. I don't wouldn't necessarily say we we covered it, but Oh no. We never cover a topic. That's true. It's true. There is way too many questions. I don't have that big a blanket. But yeah, they're at it again. Looking good. I mean, why not? If you if you can do something right, and then especially as technology goes around. And why not just keep making it better? I mean, fucking Eric has done, he has made some goddamn amazing bikes. But he can't fucking sell them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just needs to find new salespeople. Or a new marketing team. Fuck, I don't know. I mean, hell, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure that out for this fucking podcast. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to market this and sell, you know, fucking get people to donate or send this shit for us to try. So, I mean... I don't know, maybe because I deal with fucking person-to-person sales as opposed to fucking mass marketing. It's a different ballgame. So yeah. to me, I'm like, it's easy, dude. What the fuck's your problem? Well, if it's easy, you do it, so I don't have to. And all I gotta do is edit it. <laughs> no, I want to do that. I gotta feed a fucking family of nine. No. I understand what you're saying, but no, <laughs> you have to feed a family of three. You just have fucking six more people in your house. <laughs> There's a difference. There is a difference. I don't have the patience to feed the family of three. So I have to feed a family bigger. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. So I quit letting people like come stay at my house. Cause I used to do that. The house I was talking about earlier, you know, it, I'd let people, you know, if they needed a place to crash or whatever, would get on their feet for a month or so. Like, all right, fine. 
you're gonna, you know, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna contribute some way or another, whether it's keep it clean, do the dishes, fucking pay money for the bills, yeah. you know, the pitch in, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. But there was so many times that it just bit me in the ass. Yeah. Luckily, one of the people that it did it a bite me in the ass beforehand, he was an idiot. So he, I say he couldn't with the, you know, the air quotes. He couldn't contribute, but he didn't contribute because he was lazy. He couldn't put money in because he didn't have a job. He didn't want to get a job. So this is one of the more sadistic things from my past that we did (laughs) is that he was our, I mean, he was a punching bag. Like you're, you're going to live in my house and you're going to waste my fucking water. You're going to eat my goddamn food. You're going to do all this. You're going to do something like, well, like he was a King's jester. Like that's, that's what he did. He was just a jester at this fucking point. Like I kicked that. I I chest kicked that motherfucker through my front door. And it was all of this though, was his ideas. Like he was like, if I got to entertain you, I'll figure it out. And then so he went and acquired a taser. I know he didn't buy it because he didn't have any fucking money. He acquired a taser. So he tased him in his fingertips, between his toes. Like, I tased him on his nutsack one time, which was fucking hilarious. To watch somebody get tased on their nutsack, it hurts to watch. But to replay it when you're not like, "Mm, nope, don't like that. Just the, the whole convulsion is fucking hilarious. I tased his tongue. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was his contribution was our entertainment. So I was like, eh, well, you got two weeks, bro, because I'm going to get bored of this unless you find some new shit that I can, you know, fucking essentially torture you with. Yeah. But it was a buddy of mine. It was his brother. And he's like, hey, man, my brother needs a place to stay. We can't fucking keep him here. Can he stay there for a couple of weeks or a couple of days or just until he finds something? I was like, you know what, man? Like, this is a guy that I went to high school with. Like, yeah, all right, fine. For you, I'll let him stay for a little bit. Like, but he's going to do something. Like, he's got to contribute to the house in one way, shape, or fashion. So, but the couple weeks went by, and the first, like, week he was there, he had a little bit of money he could kick in. Wasn't much, but it was something. Yeah, you know, fucking 15, 20 bucks a day or every other day. Right, oh, that's cool. That'll go buy us a case of beer. That's fine. And then, like that second week, like he hadn't done anything for like ten days at this fucking point, and he was, you know, like like he was not making any progress to try to find somewhere to go, yeah. try to find a job or nothing. And I just kind of sat down in my big recliner that was in the living room. I was like, "Hey, man, so." How fucking long are you going to live on my couch? Like, you were doing good the first week or so, but it's been, you know, almost two weeks and I ain't got shit from you. You ain't done nothing around here. Like, I get up and fucking leave or, you know, go work on a car or go to work just in general. And you're just kind of there. Like, fuck you doing? Like, come back. Nothing's done around the house. Like, you just clean the fucking house. Yeah, no shit. Like, pick the fucking house up and you're good. You can have that fucking couch. It's yours. Like, we'll cordon off fucking three feet in front of the couch. And that can be your room. I'll hang a fucking sheet for you. I don't give a shit. 
But yeah. No, he just essentially got to the point like, man, you got to do fucking something, bro. And then he he ended up settling on what he was going to be our entertainment. <laughs> Which was, it was nice for entertainment pur- purposes. And everything was kosher. Until I was the one that wanted to be entertained. <laughs> like Alex... Like Alex wanted to, like he was, like he had made a, the dude had made a comment. He was like, you know, hey, what if we box? He was talking to Alex. He wasn't talking to me. Yeah. He was talking to my buddy Alex. You know, he's like, you know what I mean? You could box fucking whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was like, all right, like whatever. Like we got boxing gloves here. Like we'll go out to the front yard and you can just entertain the shit out of everybody. And so they boxed, and he got his ass whooped. Like, the dude didn't know shit about boxing. He's never been in a fight in his fucking life. Like, he's probably been in more fights now, still to this day, in that house. (laughs) But it was, like, I had, like, this had gone on for a little bit after that, and I'd finally just had enough. Like, I was not drunk, but I was decently buzzed. I was like, look, man, like, you're pissing me the fuck off. Like, you're just here not doing shit other than when we want to be entertained. Like, that's, it's not cutting it at this fucking point. Yeah. Like, we got other shit that needs to be done. Like, the house there's needs to be picked shit. up. Like, there's important shit that needs to be done. And he just, like, he started getting mouthy because he was kind of drunk. And I was like, you know what? Put those fucking boxing gloves on. <laughs> like, let's do this. He was like, oh, you want to go outside and box? Okay, we'll go outside and box. I was like, oh, good, because if you entertain me, then you can stay. If not, you need to fucking leave. Like, tomorrow. Like, I'll give you the night, but in the morning, you got to fucking go. So he put the boxing gloves on, and and mind you, this was after the kicking him through the front door. This was after the fucking, like, I Spartan kicked him through the front fucking door. (laughs) I guess after tasing and, like, Tasing him in the fucking fingers and like like the webbing of his fingers between his toes and like I like I said his nutsack his fucking yeah. tip of his tongue. This is a, like not long after that, but so he was like he was had enough to drink that he was feeling ballsy and he like we he put his shit on and he went outside and boxed and like I said I was mad and I didn't put my gloves on. <laughs> And we fucking, we squared off like you could physically see if you've got boxing gloves on and me and you were standing across from each other and I do this and I don't have boxing gloves on, you can tell. Yeah. No shit. We're just, we're fucking standing there and he fucking, he throws a couple, like a couple of jabs, a couple of bullshit hooks and like, okay, well, this isn't going to last very long, friend. And he was like, well, fuck you. And then he fucking, he throws a good one. And he's, like I said, kids never learned how to fight. He's never learned how to throw a punch. And it's the slowest fucking punch you've ever seen in your life. It's like, (sighs) fucking 10 seconds later. And it's one of those like sidestep, like, and I'm left-handed. So it was like a, a quick jab to this, just the side. And then an uppercut with the right. Just like, well, He's asleep. <laughs> I'm still irritated. I guess he's got to leave tomorrow. So I call it. I call his brother. I was like, "Hey, man, I gave it as long as I could, but he is he is out state as fucking welcome in this fucking place. So can you come get him? 
Granted, his brother is the same person that used to want to go for a ride in my RX-7 when I already had another person in there. Shorter than you. Smaller than you in, in literally just every Fuck the physical capacity. He figured out that he could fit almost perfectly into the hatch of my RX-7. So he would just, he would hold on to the roll cage. That was a seatbelt. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah, and that was, like, that was, fuck, long time ago. Goddamn, Ashley's 12. That was, that 14, 15 years ago now? Get close to it? Yeah, shit, that just make me think about, like, the first fucking fight that I got into. I fucking, I got my ass handed to me. You know, I ain't, I ain't got to fucking powder coat that shit. Right. Your fat ass will try to eat it. <laughs> but after that fight, I was like, you know what? Eh. I can't fucking train myself how to fucking fight better. Right. But you know what I can do? I can make sure that I can fucking take more goddamn shit than any motherfucker can dish out. And I can't tell you, after that fucking fight, how many fights I've fucking, quote-unquote, won in basic anime fucking style. Like, you remember watching... No, it ain't even that. You remember watching fucking Goku versus Broly? Goku fucking punches... Broly right in the face, and the motherfucker just looks at him and like, "What's up, bub?" Right. Yeah. Just off of that, just type win of by endurance. It's like motherfucker punches me in the face, and I'm like, huh. "Hi, how you doing? You want to do it again? Would you like a free shot?" Right. I'm bored. See, I'm, I'm different when it comes to fights, though. I can take a hit. I mean, you've seen the video of me getting hit with a pool cue. Fucking. Yeah. I, I've been hit in the face a bunch of times like this, and it, it doesn't it doesn't affect me physically much. Like, don't get me wrong. I have been hit in the face where it's like, mm, nope, don't like that. Like, well, I mean, with it being that ugly, I swear to God, you're constantly hit in the face. I mean, I might have been when I was younger, fucker. <laughs> but. Yesterday. I mean. I might have got hit in the face. No, I didn't get hit in the face yesterday. I don't know. That goddamn thing's fucking ugly. I'm well, well, I mean, you're not much better. No, not at all. I still got pretty teeth, though, fucker. <laughs> I mean, no, it's like, like I'm the same way. It's like, I'm the same way and different. Like, I can take a hit to the face. Like, it's, it's yeah. fine. But that's going to be the way that, that you're, you're going to piss me off. Like, that is... And and that's a lot of people are that way. Like I mean, I'd say the majority of the fucking population is that way. You get hit in the face, you're gonna get fucking mad. Yeah. But I know I can take getting punched in the face. Just don't want to. That's most of the reason why I don't fight anymore. I just I just don't want to. I don't want to get hit in the face. Like if we can if we can settle it down to just figure out you're gonna lose this and let me slap you. Or put you on the ground, which is a lot of the reasons why I don't really hit anybody anymore. 
most of the time it's just, I'll just grab it by the fucking throat. I got big enough hands I can I can catch both arteries and cut off the blood flow to your brain. Yeah, it's fine. But no, I I getting hit in the face. It's like the the couple of times that I've boxed, like in a ring, and the the couple of times I've done like amateur cage fight shit. Like I wanted to do this as a profession, but I don't like that. Like I'm gonna end up getting all my shit fucking pulled, and I'm gonna be in prison because I got hit in the face, and now I'm in a bad spot. Yeah. And I done broke all the rules and I left the cage and then I got a chair or fucking whatever else. Cause now I've equated it to a street fight and I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I mean, like my shit it's fucking Ron white, but the exact opposite. Right. It's like, you know, where he's like, I don't know how much I can handle, but I knew how much they were going to throw. Right. Well, I knew how much I could fucking handle, and it's way more than they were going to fucking throw. Right. I don't know how many people they were gonna, it was going to take to get me out of the bar, but I don't know how many people they were going to use to get me out of that yeah. fucking bar. I'm like, yeah, you're going to kick my ass? Well, I know how much it's going to take for you to kick my ass, and I don't think you got it in you. Right. You're going to have to have a bathroom break before this is done, motherfucker. I might not be able to kick your ass, but I sure as shit know you can't kick mine. Right. I used to love the bring a lunch fucking deal. And at one point, I had a dude that we were like, I don't even remember what the fuck it was for. Like, it was some dumb shit. And I'm like, you better bring fucking lunch. He's like, oh, well, you fucking think so? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get fucking hungry while you're trying to kick my ass. <laughs> like, that's not for you, fucker. It's for me. Entertainment and catering services all all together. If you're going to give me a show, you might as well give me a fucking sandwich. Right. What were we going to... We were going to talk about something other than motorcycles. I mean, obviously, we've talked about other shit. Yeah. So, touching back on some of the fucking random stupid shit that we've talked about in our previous episode... It's Pride Month. It is, it is. And no, Pride Month is not at all what I'm fucking hating on here. Oh, yeah. It we is, covered that before. Yeah. It's specifically, I don't fucking understand some of these motherfuckers. Same. I don't fucking get it. So. Same. Trolling around on fucking Tinder the other day. And, yeah. I. If you're fucking trans, be fucking trans. Right. If you're a fucking crossdresser, be a fucking crossdresser. There's definitely a difference when it comes, like, at least to me. I would expect there to be. Like, there's a difference for that. Like, I. Like, when it comes to that, like, not to interrupt what you were saying, but, like, I feel like, I mean, it's not that I feel, it's like, my perception is, if you're a cross-dresser, you're just a dude that likes to wear women's clothes. Yeah. Whether it's gay or straight, you just like to wear women's clothes. I mean, I don't know, I've never done it, maybe some of it's comfortable. Hey. No fucking clue. No fucking judgment here. But trans, you're clearly, you're from, you know, if you're a, a trans man... You're, you know, you feel like you should be in a woman's body. 
Yeah. But you're in a man's body. And that's fine. Like it that's that's your that's your shit to deal with, like nobody else's. But yes, the trans and crossdresser thing. I don't get it. Like I, I get it, but I don't get where they're the same. Well, this is I've stumbled across a couple of fucking profiles. And I was like, okay, as a female, fucking halfway decent. Right. And I'm like, you know, the fucking strong jawline and all that. I'm like, right. that, that's that's a little bit much. Right. And then I read through and they're like, oh, I don't dress like a woman all the time. But wait, you're trans. I'm a cross-dresser. Wouldn't that be just a dude? Yeah. If you don't fucking... If you don't... That's what I would think. That's how I would assume. It's like, so you're just a... So you're a cross-dresser. Yeah. Like, every now and again, you, like, throw on a dress. And fucking, you know, see what happens. I mean, I... I don't want to fucking say it this way, but I can't think of a fucking. I can't think of a better way to say it. So let's just get the fucking hate going while we can. If you're going to dress like a chick and pretend to be a chick part time versus full time. You got to make that fucking. Make the choice. If you're going to be full-time, hey, I got a dick, but I'm a chick. All right, you're trans. Yeah. I got a dick, but I like to dress as a chick on occasion. Yep. No. Yeah, you're, you're a fucking cross-dresser. You're just a dude that likes to dress in women's clothing at this fucking point. Was, yeah, no, uh, the fucking... No, no, if you, if you identify as a woman... 100% of the time. Even with a dick. Don't care. Okay. You're trans. Yeah. If you dress like a woman, sometimes or on the weekends, or to go to a club, you're just a cross-dresser. Sorry. Yep. I'm, it, like, I don't care either way. Like, that's you. Like, do you, boo-boo. <laughs> don't fucking care. But don't don't claim one thing and then put off a different fucking vibe. Yeah, I mean, like, my simple fucking thought process, I don't know, maybe maybe we're too fucking black and white, but there are limits to what I am willing to put my fucking dick into. Yeah. Not wrong. I'd be willing to fucking... Throw my goddamn dick at a goddamn trans chick? Have I? No. Would I be willing to? After some of the ones I've seen? Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because there have been some chicks I've seen, and I'm like, dear God, she is fucking smoking hot. Right. Like a goddamn straight out 10 out of 10, and it's like... Oh, shit, she got a dick. Uh, fuck it. Well... I have already committed at this point. She already touched mine. I might as well touch hers. I mean, I'll say flat out. I was literally fucking 
pissed off at this goddamn trans chick. Because I'm chatting with this fucking chick on uh, Tinder. Shit gets all fucking crazy. And she's like, oh, you do realize I'm trans, right? At this point, we'd already been fucking chatting for a while. And I was like, I've been going through a long fucking dry spell. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. If you've got a warm, wet fucking hole that I can put my goddamn dick into. I'm in. I don't give a shit. Right. After a little bit more fucking conversation, way less fucking blunt than what I'm talking. She goes, no, never mind. I'm like, dear God, if I ever fucking meet you in person. I'm punching you in the mouth because it's not fucking assaulting a woman, goddamn it. I don't give a fuck. I will fucking throw you off a balcony. I will knock you the fuck out, find a goddamn balcony, and then throw you the fuck off of it. Oh, you need a twofer for your life of throwing people off balconies or almost throwing people off, bal- off balconies. Wait, what? A certain friend of ours. Oh. <laughs> a twofer for the almost or maybe happening. I-, I thought you were talking about when I jumped off of one, but you know. No, no, throwing somebody off of a balcony. Well, I've probably been thrown off of one. You want to? Eh. We can put a mattress down there. Why? You want to end super thin fucking like hospital mattresses? <laughs> He's already there. Just put the gurney under him. It's fine. If I have a say-so in it, I mean, it's only going to be fucking second floor. Well, I've fucking fallen off of worse. I mean, it's what? 60 feet terminal velocity? So, you're good. Did you say 60 or 16? 60, 60. Okay. I think 60 feet terminal velocity, right? Something like that. I know it's more than 40. Yeah. 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 I think you got to be on like fifth or sixth floor to hit terminal velocity if you're going to, you know, end your subscription to life. If not, it's just broken bones. So. Okay. So when we do this shit, I don't know what exactly to call it. I've got the strange feeling some kind of form of fucking uh, mutant meltdown. Probably. Probably. Because out of everybody that I know, if anybody can fucking survive a fall off a fourth goddamn floor balcony, they're both sitting in this room. Yeah, it's probably one of the two of us, yeah. Have you fallen? Literally fallen. At at least two stories. At least. Like from from where I fell to where I landed. Like where gravity stopped me. Well, where the ground stopped me. So, 24 feet? Yeah, at least. So, yeah. we're, We're in the same general area because I've got a guaranteed two stories. Right. You've got a questionable two stories. Well, I know it's at least two stories. Oh. Probably 
I mean, I wouldn't say it was any more than three, but I guarantee you it was at minimum two stories. Yeah. For me, I know it was two stories because did I tell you about the job I did building fucking decks and staircases? No. All right. I was working for a metal fab company and we literally built, like, if you go to an apartment complex, no. you know, like, you walk up the stairs and there's the quote-unquote porch. Yeah. That's called the deck. Yeah. You know, you go to, hey, here's this room. Hey, there's that room over there. You go up to the next floor. Hey, here's this apartment. Hey, there's that one over there. We built the fucking platforms, the decking, the staircases for that shit. Right. And when we would be getting everything installed and set up, there typically wouldn't be any flooring. Yeah. Yeah. My fall went from a little over second floor because I'm a goddamn spider monkey. And I'd be, we would start off on the fucking east side and then we would go to the west side of the fucking building. No. Well, I would take the short route. We, yeah, straight across and then climb down. Yeah. So, yeah, I was taking the fucking short route and my grip gave out and I'm. Second and a half floors. Right. Straight to the fucking ground. There is no fucking floor. Yeah. So there's nothing to... It's just a... I can... Yeah, I can relate. I I definitely almost took a... Like, I I say almost. I thought that I was going to take a 300-plus foot fall... Luckily, I had my pelican rig attached to the ladder. So, well, I definitely did fall. But, you know, it's only a two and a half foot fucking, you know, chest rope. But, oh, you had the, the rope one? The springy one? Yeah. That. Yeah, that was rough whenever I fucking got back to the ladder. You know, I'd fall and then it's, yep. Ow. This doesn't feel good. Oh, you were on a ladder. Yeah, I was doing uh, cell phone towers. Yeah. Yeah, so the we started like it's one of the taller ones in in Oklahoma, and we were like just shy of four hundred feet in the air. And coming down because I've got you know I severed the tendons and nerves in my pinky and ring finger before. Yeah, long okay, before, like years before. Well, arthritis is real bad in this hand. It's the one that doesn't open up all the way. Yeah, yeah. But climbing down the fucking ladder after we'd been up there for like seven eight hours already at the top of it. Yeah. Well, we're climbing down. Well, my hand locked up. Like, it locked down. Like, I pulled my hand off, and as soon as I let go of the ladder, my hand was like, nope. Fist mode, this is all we're doing. So, I'm like, oh, well, I don't like that. So, I've got, you know, two feet, one hand. Yeah, because I've and, seen you hit that fucking mode in the gym. Yeah, and now I'm having to, like, hook my whole arm in and not have any real fucking grip except for, like, the crease of my elbow. So i got to take my non-dominant hand. Move my rig down a couple rungs, come down. Yeah. Well, I got, I don't know, maybe seven, eight times moving the rig down. 
and I was, I had just gotten the rig fucking hooked back in and I went to hold on and this hand finally got tired because it's the only one that's doing any work on the way down yeah. and it just slipped. And then I fell back and I was holding, like I had my, my two points of contact with my feet and then my pelican harness was there. Uh, I kind of reached in, just kind of hooked it with my wrist. And as I was trying to hook it with my wrist and I was pulling back in, my fucking arm slipped off. Like, then feet slipped because I was trying to get up so that I could move my rig down. Fucking feet slipped. And like, I was like, eh. nope. The last time I ever climbed a cell phone tower was that day. I was like, don't want to quit the job. You guys can put me on the fucking ground. But I'm not climbing these motherfuckers anymore. Yeah. That was, <clears throat> like, I'm not scared of a lot of things. But that was, if there was something that my butthole could have eaten, <laughs> it would have eaten all of it. You know, like we all say the, you know, fucking my asshole's hanging onto my seat or whatever. Yeah. If there was a seat, I'd have thrown up the seat. <laughs> if it would have come that far up in into my body. So, but, yeah. One of my biggest fucking problems is ladders. Yeah. Now. I don't like ladders because they're, they're not weighted. They're not rated for my weight, but again, same thing. <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to that one later, <laughs> but anyways, ladders freak me the fuck out. Yep. I don't give a shit how fucking high I'm getting on a goddamn ladder. I'm nervous as fuck. Yeah. Now, a fucking lift? Oh, I'll run that motherfucker sky. Oh, like a JLG high. fucking scissor lift? Fuck yeah, yeah. same thing. It's fine. I'm golden. So, I'm on the fucking scissor lift. We're uh, making a modification expansion to a school with this dude. And he had never seen me on a lift. Right. He knew I was scared of fucking ladders. And he starts fucking picking at me while we're up on the lift. And I'm like, bitch, please. Right. I'm golden. <clears throat> we are on, we are outside of the building. Yeah. And you know how wonderful wind is up here. Yeah. My dumbass is not bothered by that. <laughs> so I, I'm like, huh. Cause this ain't one of the little fucking two man lifts. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, four-man fucking scissor lift that's four fucking outside. The big fucking scissor. Right. I start just kind of easing that motherfucker back and forth. Because I, I don't get it. You know, at that height, on a fucking scissor lift, I'm not worried about flipping the scissor lift and falling and dying. Right. Well, he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm just having fun. Why don't you get your fucking job done? Right. You brought me up here. I don't know why you needed me up here. You're the fucking senior man. And I just continue fucking rocking that motherfucker. We get so far as to fucking two wheels on the ground at any one fucking point in time. Dude fucking turns white. Oh my god, stop! 
I'll, I'll never give you fucking shit again. Just, just stop. Stop what? And I get it to the point you could fucking look down as that motherfucker is rocking. You could look straight down and see nothing but ground. And he is fucking shitting kittens. Mm -hmm. I like it. Fuck. And now? I think I'm one of that motherfucker's best friends. Because every time I see him at the supply house, me and him's like, Hey, buddy, how you doing? I ain't seen you in forever. I doubt he'd ever work with me again. Fuck it. Oh, man. But yeah, you want to put me on a fucking A-frame ladder? Yeah, no, fuck all that. Two foot above the ground? Eat a dick. Same. Same step ladders. I got a step ladder. Like, I'm glad I'm tall because I don't have to do anything with a step ladder at my house. Yeah. I can reach everything. I'm right there fucking with you. It's that and, uh, like, man-made, like, long bridges. Like, the ones that go over, like, large bodies of water. <laughs> I fucking hate them. Like, that's my biggest, like, irrational fear. Yeah. Like, I understand that there's thousands, maybe millions of people a day that fucking cross it. Yeah. No, I don't I don't trust people. <laughs> so I don't trust your ability to fucking make that bridge that's going to support anything. Like, I walked on to, like, I, I did the, like, the whatever it is for uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. At, like, 16. No. No. No, I'm good. Like, walking on that with the wind... No, I'll burn this bridge to the fucking ground and everybody can figure out how the fuck they're going to get from one end to the other. It was like going to Bama. Nope. Those big bridges that go over the, that go over the ocean. Not okay with it. Or lake, lakes fucking yeah. that was mixing Florida and Bama together. Yeah. But like, so like when I went to, uh, when I went to uh, what Pensacola Island to go have my like, like tourist day the first time I was in Florida in October. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I want to go. And I was like, I know I got to drive over this bridge. I didn't expect it to be as bad as it was, but it's, so it's a, like, it's like, it's, I think it's called four mile bridge. No, that's, that motherfucker's 97 miles long. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. <laughs> and it's like, it's pretty flat and then it just goes up and then back yeah. down. I was like, mm -mm. no, you guys can all go fuck yourself. And then I was on my way back. I was stuck behind this dipshit that didn't want to do more than like seven and a half miles an hour. Like, I'll push you off. <laughs> like, I will push you off this motherfucker. I don't care. Don't care. I, I, that's, that's my thing is I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, God. Like that one that we went over, that's one of the ones that's one of the drawbridges that whenever we were going where the river boats go through. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I was <laughs> glad we had the music on. Because I was not okay with it at all. It's a damn good thing that I wasn't fucking driving at that point. Because I know the bridge you're talking about. I have been over it many fucking times. And I have scared the absolute shit out of people on that goddamn bridge. If I can get over it and I don't have well, to stop, I'm okay. I say people. It's one person. 
that I have scared thousands of times. It is the same person. Is it Vash? No. It's my ex. Ah. I have scared the living shit out of her constantly on that bridge. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't have any kind of, like, trauma with one, or I think it's 100% just my distrust of people. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it is. And it's not that... So, I knew what I was doing would scare her. Right. But she could have just stayed asleep. It's fair. It's not like I was like, hey, check it out. Look what we're doing. But, you know, I'm having fun. I'm fucking getting over the bridge because, to an extent, I'm fucking nervous of that shit. Right. Yeah. Something about not being able to swim and being over water, it, it, it kind of bothers you. Oh, that's your fault not being able to swim. It's not hard. It's like it's not a hard concept. Oh, I I know. I've walked out of a fucking 12-foot pool. Yeah, the guy with a pool. I can't float. You can't even go to the shallow and it's still too deep for you. No shit, right? It's ridiculous. But anyways. Uh, yeah. Just having fucking fun. Doing fucking 90 in a 45 across a bridge. Hey, that, that for me is acceptable. That's it's a great acceptable. fucking path. Right? How many bridges make have them without a curve? So they only curve if they're real high up and the wind is blowing real hard. And yeah. they, but they weren't built that way. They were built to withstand it. Right. You know, I gotta say, I think for just a just a me and you, we got some pretty good shit this go around. Maybe. I mean, we'll see how many fucking listens we'll get. Right. Views. Yeah, whatever. It's, 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 it's watching with your ears. Yep. So it still counts as views, right? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Watching with your ears, washing your ears. Yeah, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, we got another two-hour episode. What? Yeah. Hour and 54 minutes. Dear God. Yeah. You want to call it and... Figure out if we're going to be productive human beings tomorrow, or... I'm not. Fuck I mean, that. I probably won't be either, but... I can, well, I do got to. I got to go to the gym. I got to... I haven't done anything this week, gym-wise, so I have to work in four workouts in the next two days. So... You being a lazy bitch is not my problem. I had to work. But... I think we're good for this episode, so... Yeah. Well, uh... I was going to say we'll end it with a shot, but we've had a lot of those. Yep. And uh, to keep us on the, the safe end of being able to get the fuck home, we'll just end it. Yeah. So. Either of us live at the fucking saloon. It's true. It's true. We can't just be like, all right, well, I can be drunk as fuck and, and just walk off. Well, actually, we can. That's true. We could sleep here if we wanted to, but. Neither of us want to. No. No, I, I have a, a, a giant bed that my mattress that I just bought still not broke in. So. So you got a twin bed? Oh, wait. 
I'm thinking of someone my size. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I got a about a fifteen hundred dollar fucking Titan king size bed, and it's the greatest fucking thing in the world. A Titan? Yeah, that's the name of the brand is Titan. Okay. Like it's made for big people. Like they're specifically made for heavy people. Oh, so, cool. Like I like it. Like my back hurts not because of my bed. Like it hurts because of all the other dumb shit that I do throughout the day. So like I can lay down and actually supports me. So going to throw this out there. Titan. We have an ogre. And a leprechaun. That likes to fuck fat bitches. I mean, sometimes. I just had to tack that in there at the end. Sometimes. You called me out for being small. I'm going to call myself out for, you know, <laughs> enjoying. Indeed. Indeed. Well, if you're still listening to yet again this episode, thank you. Uh, like our shit. Subscribe if you want. Sharing is the easiest fucking thing in the world to do because it's just a button. So even if you don't like it, just click the button. Maybe your friends will like it. Yeah, no shit. Just because you're a fucking brood. Right? I don't want to be offended. Well, fuck you. If we haven't offended you yet, just hold on. Yeah. We're coming. Your turn is is right around the corner. But until the next time, I think uh I think we're pretty well pretty well done for for this episode. Good night, you sons of bitches.